We all wanna be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I am your host and coach, Brittany King. How are we doing today, my friend? How are you feeling? We are halfway through the month of May, which means we are almost halfway through with the year. How are we feeling about this? Do you feel excited? Do you feel overwhelmed? Do you feel right on track? However you're feeling is completely valid. And just know that every single day you have an opportunity to restart, to have a fresh perspective on your goals, on your vision for the year. If your year hasn't gone the way that you hoped for, just know that you can always start again. And I don't even view it as starting again. It's just a little reset. I like to think of it as an opportunity to look at what's been working for you, to look at what's not been working and to decide how you want to move forward the rest of the year. That's not what this episode's about, but because we are almost done with the month of May, June is going to be here before we know it, especially with the holiday weekend coming up. So just giving yourself some time to check in with yourself and recalibrate. I'm going to do an episode and a workshop called Vibe Check, which is going to help us get back into alignment with our goals and finish 2023 strong. So be on the lookout for that. But that's not what this episode's about today. I actually had a different episode planned. This is what always happens is I don't love planning um, tons of episodes in advance because things come up and I love to teach as I'm going through experiences. And I thought that this was a really helpful episode to teach on because I know I'm not the only person that experiences this and I want to help you work through it as well. Uh, And, you know, you might find this surprising that me, Brittany King, I, 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 me, I, Brittany King, (laughs) she this positive queen that's been known for her positivity, that positivity is her superpower. She also can have a negative mindset. In fact, it's very sneaky in the way that it shows up, but something that happens to me often is when things are going really well, I'm always looking for something wrong. I have done this in my relationship. I have done this with my daughter. I have done this in my business and just myself in general. And it's hitting that upper limit, the ceiling of in which that I can feel the capacity to feeling good. And in the past, I would make it something's wrong. I would feel shame and I would spiral backwards. But now that I know what's going on, I'm able to stop myself before the spiral happens. And I want to teach you how to do that as well. So I really want to teach you the art of savoring and how to overcome negativity bias. So we're going to explore how to savor. I'm going to teach you how to overcome negativity bias. I'm also going to teach you what negative negativity bias is and why it exists and why it's important. And then I'm going to give you some tangible, tactical things that you can do to nurture the savoring mindset, to nurture feeling appreciation for where you're currently at and focusing on the good. 
So let's dive into this episode because I think this is something that happens to so many of us. Our capacity to feeling good is actually very limited. It's based off of what we allow ourselves to feel. And I know personally, I have had a hard time feeling proud of myself for the work that I've done, for the goals that I've accomplished, for where I'm at in my life. You know, there's this part in our brain that is never 100% satisfied. And sometimes we feel guilty about that, but it's just how our brains are wired and it doesn't mean anything's wrong. In fact, it means it's very normal. So I want to start with negativity bias because you probably heard this before. And this is why having a gratitude practice is so helpful because human brains have a tendency to focus on negative negativity. And that is literally based off of a survival mechanism from our ancestors. So negativity bias is our brain's inclination to pay attention to and be more affected by negative information compared to positive information. So this, again, comes back to our evolutionary roots, and this is a survival mechanism that our lovely ancestors had to develop in order to create this modern society. Now, this is showing up for me in a couple different ways. I am in a business mastermind. I am growing more than I've ever grown, and I have been in such a growth season. And instead of looking at how far I've come and how much I've grown and how much my mindset has shifted, I am nitpicking on these things that are going wrong. And it was really creating this feeling of defeat, this feeling of deflated. I was just kind of like, hmm, like I just felt very um, numb. And it was because I kept focusing on what wasn't going well. And even for me, that is really, I do look at the the positive things, see the silver lining. When I get so into the weeds, my brain just defaults to the negativity bias. And again, that doesn't mean anything's wrong, but it's important to be onto yourself about that when it happens so that you can lovingly redirect yourself into a more positive and productive place. Now, this isn't about spiritually bypassing hard things that happen, bad things that happen, difficult things that happen. But when there's no difficult things that are happening and everything is just moving along, this is when you have to be onto yourself because instead of looking at all of the things that we have created for ourselves, we just default to what we're not doing well. And it really shifts into that place of insufficiency into that inherent deep-rooted belief of not enoughness. So the reason why our brains are wired for negativity and is that negative experiences and threats have a stronger impact on our survival throughout human history. So our ancestors needed to be highly attuned to positive dangers in their environment in order to protect themselves and to make sure that they would survive, right? So therefore our brains has evolved to prioritize negative stimuli and be more reactive when things happen. Now, this is really important to understand, especially if you're in a place of lack or insufficiency. You have to understand that if your brain thinks that you don't have enough of something, it's going to instantly go into survival mode. And this is the same thing for experiences. Negative experiences, and I put quote unquote negative, not good or bad, just difficult experiences, they leave a deeper and long lasting impact in our brain compared to positive experiences. And this is because negative information triggers a stronger emotional response and activates the amygdala 
And this is the part of the brain that is associated with fear and threat detection. So this is when we go into fight or flight. This is when we go into our sympathetic nervous system. This is the part of our brain that tells us to get out of danger. So the, the more heightened and emotional response, the more release of the stress hormones during the negative experience, the stronger the memory of that experience, making it easier for our brains to recall the negative event. Now I'll give an example of this because a couple of years ago, this is, no, this is 2020. So yeah, three years ago, I was on a run with Brian and our, or not with Brian, with Benji in our neighborhood. If I was on a run with Brian, I can't keep up with him. He's so fast. Benji and I are on a run. We are the same pace and we're running, running, running. We're having a beautiful run. And all of a sudden a dog comes out of nowhere, runs out of his house and attacks Benji. And oh my gosh, literal fight or flight. I kicked the dog away from Benji. We were in the middle of the street, which it was not one of the main busy streets, but it's a street that cars are driving down often. It's not a neighborhood street. And kicked the dog off of Benji. It was so scary. And one of my friends just happened to be driving by, leaving a park and checked on me. And I was shaking like literal fight or flight response. Now that memory is so embedded in my brain that every time I'd go for runs, I never ran down that street ever again. And then we moved. So I never really had to, but even when I'm driving down the street, I, my brain recalls that memory because that was an actual threat. I was under attack. My dog was under attack. It was an actual threat. And so now that memory is embedded in my brain and it tells me to be careful when I'm by that street. So the negativity bias is actually very important for survival. However, the chances of being under attack like that is very limited. We are not in survive. We are not in threatened mode as much as our ancestors were. The problem is we respond to certain stressors in our environment, like getting an email from a boss or someone cutting us off the same way we would respond to a threat, like getting chased by a saber tooth tiger. So we have to be really in onto ourselves about this negativity bias, because when you have negative, negative experiences that stack and stack and stack, our brain is going to be much more focused on looking for the negative versus looking for the things that are going well. So when you're having a positive experience, our brain doesn't hold on to the, that, that memory is the same level as urgency as a negative one. So our brains are not going to give the same level of attention and it won't be encoded as deeply and so this is called a positivity offset. So the reason why having a mindset, a savoring mindset is so important to our health and well-being is because we need to be very intentional about how we focus our attention in the present moment so we can be fully engaged in the positive aspects and experiences in our life. So this is how we counteract the effects of the negativity bias. So if we, if you can practice savoring positive experiences, it will increase your capacity to feel positive emotions like joy, gratitude, contentment, feeling proud. These all contribute to your overall happiness and well-being. So savoring requires mindfulness. It just requires you to be in the present moment and cultivate a sense of appreciation for the simple pleasures in life. Yesterday, so 
I taught a workshop on Sunday and after the workshop, I was chatting with my girlfriend and I left my phone inside and I didn't realize until we both had driven away. And instead of freaking out and be like, I need my cell phone. I was just like, I'll go get it tomorrow. It's not a big deal. And so I went about my evening without my phone and it was so, and I still don't have it actually, but all last night was so lovely. I wasn't thinking about checking my phone. I wasn't thinking about doing things on my phone. I was just present in the moment, having dinner with my family. And my daughter just kept saying, the way she says mama just melts my heart. She just kept saying, mama. We'd be like, who's that? She'd be like, mama. Or then she'd have a big smile, mama. And I had tears in my eyes and I just savored that moment. I could feel that joy and love vibrating in my body. And it was just that intentionality of being super present and mindful about the experience that I was having. So when you can savor positive experiences like that, which is a seemingly small experience, we're just having dinner, but there was something about just being fully present in that moment allowed me to be open to the magic of it. So this A was so good for my mental health, but also what it was so powerful was for that social connection with me and my daughter just being fully there. And I think that is the gift of savoring in the present moment. So learning to overcome negativity bias, using a savoring mindset can help empower you to not focus on the negative when things aren't going well, but it can allow you to create a more fulfilling, meaningful life. So there's a couple of things that contribute to the negativity bias that I think is important to understand. The first thing is our, your consumption, you know, watching the news and consuming certain things on Instagram, TikTok, while it can feel very informative, it's also feeding that negativity bias. The news media stations understand how our brains work and when they provide the news and they're telling you all of the terrible things that are happening in the world, your brain is registering that the world is not safe and that you need to constantly be on the lookout because there's threats left and right. So the media and social media, the news media and social media are two of the main factors that feed into the negativity bias. Now I'm not saying don't consume those things, but just be very intentional about when you consume it, how you consume it, how often, and how you feel afterwards. Because if you feel worse afterwards, that's a key indicator to limit your consumption. And again, shift into savoring the experiences that you're having in the present moment. Learning to savor learning to be present in those moments, to focus on what's working. This actually builds your resilience and helps you cope when shit hits the fan, when life gets challenging, when life gets difficult. When you savor positive experiences, this will build resilience and enhance your coping mechanisms because it provides a psychological buffer against stress, adversity, and negative emotions. So by actively savoring positive moments that are happening in the present moment, you can tap into your inner resource, your inner wisdom that increases resilience and allows you to navigate life's inevitable challenges 
This is so important because if you can fill, if you can create the practice, right? It's a skill that you can develop to savor the good. When life gets hard, you have that practice that you can acknowledge the hard, but you can also see the good as well. So I want to give you an exercise that I did because I was in this place recently and I didn't even realize it because it was so sneaky because I recognize all of the amazingness and good in my life. And I think because I'm hitting this capacity of feeling good, I'm trying to find things wrong. I've done this before in each level of my life. I did this in my relationship. I was always trying like something has to be wrong. It can't be this good. It can't be this easy. Same thing with my daughter. I'm like, it can't be this good. I remember talking to a pediatric sleep coach the first night that she slept through. She was seven weeks old, slept through the nights. I talked to a pediatric sleep coach because I'm like, something has to be wrong. And she was like, nope, just don't tell a lot of people that this is happening because they're going to be pissed off at you. I was like, okay, but it was just constant because I'm hitting this capacity of how good I can feel that my brain instantly was like, okay, well, we got to be on the lookout because something bad is going to happen. And so one of the things that you can do is first ask yourself, and this is what my coach did for me. It was like, is it a problem? And that simple question is like, what's the problem here? Is it a problem? Really shows your brain that it's not a problem and you're making it a problem. So that's Step one is acknowledge that you're making it a problem and look at why it's a problem. If you can't answer it, you know that your brain is just defaulting to the negative. Now, the next step has been so helpful. And I've been doing this every day since I had this realization that I was focusing on what was not working versus what is working. So you want to grab your journal and write down these questions. The first question or the first statement is today I am thankful I have. And then you fill in the blank. The next question. Today, a small joy I can savor is. Next question. Verb statement. Today, I am proud of myself because. Next statement. Today, I will show myself kindness by. And then the last one, today I will feel connected with others by. So these are five simple sentences that you can do and journal your heart out and it will direct your brain from things that are going well and it will shift it into things that are working in your life and you just want to focus on that. Now I want to be super crystal clear and I want to make sure you understand that this isn't about bypassing hard shit that happens because hard stuff is inevitable. But when things are going well and everything is good and your brain is looking for something wrong, bring yourself back to these five sentences and it will literally shift the vibration in your body and help you expand your capacity to feeling these amazing feel-good emotions that'll help you expand into feeling abundant in your life. So this is the episode I have for you today. Overcome that negativity bias, learn how to adopt a savoring mindset and fully just drop into the present moment because this is where life is happening, my friend. So until next time, make sure you relish in the good, transcend the negativity by this, and cultivate a mindset for joy. Thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Until next time.